You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. Awesome, you can take a seat. So I'm kind of used to youth, they kind of sit down whenever they want. So, hey, if you don't know me, my name is Pastor Earl, or Earl, uh, and along with my wife, we look after the youth ministry here at C3 Victory, and, uh, and we are always pumped. And uh, so I'm excited this morning, and uh, there's heaps of new people here I hear, so that's good. Since it's your first time, welcome, and uh, we hope that we get to hang out with you afterwards and everything like that, but uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited, and uh, who's been loving this series? Come on, how good is this series? In the ring, and uh, it's, it's so good. Who loves the book of Romans? I love the book of Romans, I, and uh, it's, it's, it's very messy in my Bible, uh, in my paper Bible, uh, and um, I'm just so loving this series. It's, it's got meat, it's, it's got uh, revelation, a fresh revelation from this, from this chapter, Romans 8, and, uh, and I just really believe that this series... You know when you go to listen to a podcast again, like Stephen Furtick or The Boss, Pastor Phil Pringle? I really believe that this series is going to be one of those podcasts you go back and listen to. That it's got so much stuff in it from just Romans chapter 8 that, um, you know, when you're in the midst of something uh, or you're, you just want a, a refresher, you want a fresh revelation of something, uh, it's just going to be one of those series that you go back to. And uh, well, I hope that is for you because I know it will be for me. And I'm loving it. So um, don't go quiet on me this morning, okay? Um, I'm, I'm the la- I've, I've spoken, this is my fourth time speaking out here this year. So I must be doing something right. And, uh, and so uh, I'm pumped. And Pastor Darren's at Central. They would have just finished 20 minutes ago. And... Uh, and he would have been preaching the same kind of message that I'm speaking this morning. Uh, but don't go quiet on me. The last couple of times I've kind of, I'm, you know, it's my first kind of, this year's going to be my first kind of times of preaching at big people's church, right? I'm, I'm used to speaking at youth. You know, I'm used to speaking to teenagers and uh, they either, if they like your message, they'll listen and, you know, and shout at you and stuff. If they don't like your message, they'll be playing on their phones. Uh, so I know what I'm doing good. Um, but I'm kind of going to mix it up this morning is that like, I don't want to be too like kind of big church kind of preacher. Uh, I want to mix it up. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to stay to my roots, my, my youth pastor roots, you know? And so I'm going to get a little bit excited this morning, uh, because I believe that this message, uh, is a good message. All right. I believe it is. And so, uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, so we're in, we're in week three of our four-week series of In the Ring, and uh, I love that graphic. It's such a cool graphic. Uh, Pastor Darren made that one. And, um, and I'm not a big boxing fan, uh, but I just love how we've kind of, you know, meshed this series with boxing and, you know, kind of used techniques and everything like that. And uh, I'm just loving it. So uh, week one, we had Pastor Keith out here. He did Central and Northwest, and that was awesome, kind of the foundation of the series, uh, talking about, are you sure you can win? Anyone remember that one? Good. 
Uh, week two last week, Pastor Darren talked about checking your stance, knowing you can win before you even enter the ring. And, uh, and uh, obviously I was in the L's at Central, but Pastor Kid, that was a really good message. I love that one. And, uh, and this morning, I'm going to talk about uh, taking body blows, dealing with suffering. Come on, I get the hard one. You know, next week it's about being a victor. You know, it's the, the glory. I got suffering, yo. It's all good. I'm not going to focus on the suffering side of it because we all go through suffering. But who's got their Bibles here this morning? If you do, turn to Romans chapter 8, verses 18. If you don't have a Bible, turn to a Christian. If there's no Christians around you, look to the screen. That's a youth pastor joke. So it says, Romans 8, verses 18 to 21, says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Come on, you can preach all day on that one. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this morning. God, we just pray, Lord Father, that this word has a fresh revelation, Lord Father. God, that we may have read Romans chapter 8 a thousand times, Lord Father, but God, that this morning it will have fresh revelation. God, that whatever I speak, Lord Father, let it be from you. If it's not from you, Lord Father, let it hit the floor, Lord. So we pray that this morning, God, that we'll see people, Lord Father, in this place and out in central, Lord Father, God, released from chains and bondage and from suffering into a place of glory. In your mighty name, amen. Come on. Oh, I thought I just saw, heard, heard Pastor Darren. I thought he like just ran over here. I was hearing things. It's all good. Come on, it's good. Come on, I was, I, I, it took me a while to get into this message, to kind of prepare for this message and I've been talking to Pastor Darren about it uh, over the last couple of weeks, and especially this week, because I was really nervous, uh, really nervous, but really excited. Nervous because, um, you know, throughout my life, uh, I have had some suffering. I've had, you know, a couple of people uh, in my, my family die and everything like that. And that is a, a form of suffering, and I've gone through a little bit of suffering, which I'll tell you about in a minute, but uh, I haven't really been through a life-changing, huge, momentous time of suffering. And, you know, I'm only 30 years of age, so I'm still, you know, going through life, uh, 31 in two weeks' time, and, you know, I'm still going through life, so I haven't had a massive time of suffering but I'm excited because uh, I know that through any suffering, God is big. He knows our future. He knows our plans. And He's a good, good Father that wants to take you from the place of suffering to the place of glory. And that's my main thing this morning is that I want to focus on getting to the place of glory in the midst of our suffering. And so... I want to share a little bit, just a little bit about me and what I went through. 
as you know, we've, we're kind of family now. Of like I said, it's my fourth time here, so we're kind of we're growing, going, getting to know each other. You know, we're growing as a family, and so I just want to tell you a little bit about myself. So, born in Auckland, New Zealand. How about those All Blacks last night? Hey, hey, come on, come on. Anyway, uh, so born in Auckland, New Zealand, in 1986. And uh, my mother, she is, she's a nurse, and she's, she's career-focused. Uh, her name's Thelma. It means nurse, uh, so that's weird, um, but, you know, whatever. And uh, so she got married later on in life. She got married around 38 and then had me at the age of 40. And so uh, and she uh, got married to, obviously, my father, who was a seemingly nice person when they got married, uh, but found out later on, as the years went by, that he became very dependent on the bottle or alcohol. And so when he was in that moment, uh, was a very, very different person. And so at the age of four, while my father was at work, my mother packed up our red Toyota Corolla and uh, put as much stuff as we could into our red Toyota Corolla and left my father. And from then on, I lived with my mother without a father, uh, but my mother never got remarried, but she did everything to give me everything throughout my life. And so this has been my suffering. You know, my suffering, it, it didn't, it came from, I came from a broken home with uh, no father, no good male role model, and my suffering wasn't that uh, it didn't just affect me in my moment at four years age, but it affected me throughout my whole life. You know, it affected me a lot in my teenage years when I saw, you know, people, you know, you know all my mates having, you know, fathers who'll take them out fishing or hiking or everything cool like that. And uh, then there's a moment a couple of weeks before my 21st where I was like, well, I've got no, I broke down in the middle of church because I realized I had no father to say how awesome and amazing I was and how proud he was of me at my 21st to give a speech, a momental moment for a young man. And then obviously when we got married, uh, but uh, luckily I've got from then uh, some great people around me. Now see, you know, even though I haven't been through a a life-changing time of suffering, it doesn't mean that I can't sympathize with people who have been. And that, you know, I'm not here to compare apples and oranges. Like it's not about that. It's not about comparing suffering and suffering because at the end of the day, we don't want to be in the place of suffering. We want to be in the place of glory. You know, we want to be in that place where it talks about that God is going to take us. And so this morning, I want to bring a couple of truths or truth and just a few techniques of how we can get through suffering in our moments of suffering. So you ready? Come on. Just got to make sure I'm on time. Sweet. My first truth is that we are in a fight. We're in a fight. From the day that we were born, we were stepped into the ring. The day that we were born, we stepped into a place, into a world of suffering. Romans 8, 20 to 21, it says, For the creation was subjected to frustration. 
not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. The moment that Adam ate the apple, the moment that he took a bite of the apple, we, we, we then on into a, mo- into a, in a world of suffering. In the moment that Adam ate the apple, it didn't just affect him. It didn't just affect Eve. It didn't just affect Cain and Abel, but it affected the whole course of mankind. We are now in a world of suffering. We are now in a world of sin because of that one moment. And there's three main reasons why we go through suffering. We're in a, we're in a world of suffering. We are in a fight. But there's three main reasons why we go through suffering. Number one is that it's the result of our own decisions or our own sin. You can agree with that? Yeah. I'm not the only one. It's our actions that lead to suffering in our own lives and the lives of those around us. Number two is it's a result of being in a relationship with Christ in a hostile world. Persecution from the world that leads to suffering. We're pretty blessed here in Australia that we can come and worship God without being persecuted. But there are some places in the world that this is quite a big thing. And our third one is because we live in a troubled world. We live in a troubled world. There's natural disasters. There's war. Man, we're in the... If you read the news, man, there's some big stuff going down. You know, there's, there's, hate, there's more hate language than there is love and, and religion. You know, people have a messed up mindset of what religion is. So these are the three main reasons that we go through suffering. But no matter what the reason is, we need to, we need to know what to do when in, in that moment of suffering. So what do we do when we're in suffering? One. So that's like what we do in a moment of suffering is our, my, my major point, all right? All right? So if you take a note, that's my major point. These are my sub-points, okay? Number one, sub-point. Know the fights that you've already won. Come on. God doesn't want you to forget the previous fights that you've already been through. For every fight that, uh, that you go through builds on top of each other. Celebrate the victories. Celebrate the times that you have won. Uh, you know, Romans 5 verses 3 to 4 it says, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance produces character, and character, hope. You're going to have the hope to know that you've already won one battle, but you can win another one. You know, uh, Psalm 23, we go through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, we go through it. We don't stop. We don't camp. We don't, we don't stay there, but we go through the valley of the shadow of death. And so when you get through the side of it, you can go, okay, I won that one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure with all hope, with all knowing that I can get through the next one. Every fight, every battle, every time of suffering, even though it is annoying, 
and can be crap. Don't tell Pastor Kill I said that. At the time, <laughs> it builds you. It builds your identity with Christ. It builds you. Clo- it brings you closer to Him, and it gives us confidence and assurance that we can win the next one. Number two. Know your training. You got to know your training. Training is a way of life for a boxer. They train every day for one moment. Every day for one moment. So why then should we train when we're in the middle of a fight? I don't know if you're like me, but... You know, I get into situations where I'm going through a time of suffering and uh, I'm in this time of suffering. I'm like, well, now that I'm in a time of suffering, maybe this is a good time where I should read my word. Maybe this is a good time that I should uh, put on some worship music or I should put on a spirit-filled, faith-filled, awesome podcast by Stephen Furtick yelling at me saying I can get through the valley, right? But I'm so focused on my fight and my time of suffering and trying to juggle uh, training and trying to juggle reading the Word and trying to juggle worshiping while being in this fight is that my focus more is more on my suffering than the training and it's easier for me to get hit. But when I've been consistent in the Word, come on, when I've been... When I've been reading God's promises for me, knowing that I'm a conqueror, knowing that I can get through the valley, worshiping, listening to those faithful messages before the time of suffering, it gives me the upper hand, it makes me stronger, it makes me more confident, and it gives me the freedom, come on, the freedom to fight rather than trying to juggle everything. Hebrews 4, verse 16, says, Therefore let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. When you come and approach Him, before your suffering, we don't know when suffering happens, but all the time, when you just approach Him with confidence, when you approach the throne of grace with confidence, it builds us. So that when we do come into the time of need, He helps us. We have the confidence that He's by our side. So before everything hits the fan, draw near to Him. Number three, know your crew, know your squad, right? Who's watched a boxing match or a wrestling match or anything like that, right? You watched it and they come into the stadium, right? And, and they're walking into the stadium. They don't just travel alone. They don't travel just with their, uh, with their coach or their trainer. They've got like, this posse around them, right? They've got this posse. I don't know who they are. I don't know where they come from, but they're with them and they're like, he's the man. 
He can fight. He's the man. And so he's got his squad around him, yelling at the crowd, saying, this guy's the man, they're holding up his belts, you know, they're behind him, cheering him on. And so when, when they get down to the ring, they've got this, their corner, and they're at the corner, and, and the, the, around the corner, and he's in the middle of the fight. And when he gets knocked down, they're, they're telling him to get up. He goes, I believe in you. I believe in you. Get up, bro. You can win this. You can win this. The squad, his crew are yelling at him, cheering him on. Romans 8, 18. I consider that our, come on, our present suffering are not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. Come on, in us. All the way through Romans, all the way through this chapter 8, uh, Paul is talking to the Romans in a, in a context that resembles community. Come on, community. This right here, Northwest, this is your community. This is your squad. This is your crew. This isn't just a happy, clappy, come on a Sunday morning, uh, worship, and, uh, on a, you know, and it's not a club. You know, it's not just church. We are the church. This is not church. We are the church. This is your family. This is community. We weren't made to do life alone. Even more so, we weren't made to go through suffering alone. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 26, uh, Paul's talking about the body. I love this. If one part suffers, come on, if, if one person in Northwest has a death in their family, if one person in Northwest loses their job, we all suffer. Come on, we all mourn. But if one person has a, has a job raise, if one person gets a job, if one person gets married, if one person has a baby, come on, we all celebrate. We all rejoice. You're not meant to do life alone. We are family. Come on, I'm getting excited. Whew. Come on. My second major point. You following? My second major point. The fight is ours to win. Oh. The fight is ours to win. Every time that you go into a fight, you're going to win. Every time you go into a moment of suffering, you're going to win. And I'll tell you why. 2,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, a moment in history that changed the world. Jesus took on the enemy for you and defeated him. You know, who likes computer games? I love computer games. All right. Call of Duty. Where are you at? No? Okay. Um, I'll take a step back a couple of decades. Tekken, right? Street Fighter. Arcade, yo, right? Street Fighter, right? Yeah, Pac-Man. <laughs> All these games, right? I mean, I remember playing Street Fighter, and, and you have to go through the rings, right? The, the ranks, right? To get to the major boss dog, you know? I'm Raul, and I'm, I'm like, Adogan, Adogan, and, I, and I'm fighting people, right? And, and I'm going through the ranks, but, but what happens is in life is that 
Jesus has already defeated the big boss dog when you get there. Right? We're already won because He's already defeated the enemy. Romans 8.28, this is the best closing verses you can have. Romans 8.28 to 30. And we know that in all things, God works for good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. For, the, for those God foreknew, He predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that he, may, he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And get this, verse 30. This is the, this is the, the, the peak, y'all. And those He predestined, come on, He also called. Those He called, He also justified. And those He justified, He also glorified. Come on, every time you go through a battle, every time you go through a moment of suffering, you gotta know, I'm gonna win this because my God, my God defeated the enemy. I have been called to glory. I have been called to glory. He's predestined us to win. He's predestined us to go to glory. We're going to go through times of suffering. There's no doubt about that. We live, like I said, we live in a messed up world. We are human beings. But the one thing you got to know is that God predestined us to glory. It's all written out. It's all figured out. When you go through your times of suffering, remember the wins. You gotta look back. Look back to go forward. Remember the victories. When you go through your times of suffering, know your training. Get into the Word. Man, I love the Word. Blows my mind. How can I read something one year and the next year when I read it, when I come back around to it, I get something completely different from it. If you're if you're inclined to remember things off by heart, remember his promises. Speak them out. Write them on the walls. Come on. Do whatever it takes to remember His promises. Man, know your crew. Know your family. This is your family. We are cheering each other on. When you go through suffering, we're going to suffer with you. We're going to pray with you. But we're also going to believe that there's going to be a time of glory. And we're going to rejoice with you. But we're also called to glory. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.